So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome back to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. This is Andrew Jordan. And I'm Emily. My beautiful wife. Thanks, babe. Um, We are really excited to have you back here with us. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. If you are a first-time listener, uh, we're really excited to have you on this fun journey that Emily and I have embarked on. Yeah, and thanks for giving us a chance. Yeah, and just to give you guys a little bit of a background, Emily and I are a married couple. We are believers in Christ, and we're really committed to helping people come closer to Christ and build their family on gospel principles. And so we were really committed to this idea of talking about real world issues um, and how to apply the gospel of Christ to to deal with those. Yeah. So when it's just me and Andrew, we like to do a little game in the beginning called Who's the Weirdo? Um, so today it's basically just we throw out a topic and usually we disagree when we have yeah. differences because we're very different people. And you just get to choose who's the weirdo. Yeah, and you let us know well, which side you, you you guys weigh in on. Yeah. So today we're talking about comfy clothes. Yeah, this is a big deal. Yeah. A rift is between us. Oh, yeah. This. How do you feel about comfy clothes, Andrew? So, no, I think you should go first with comfy Or should I describe your take on comfy clothes? Let's do okay. it that way. We'll so, describe each other. Emily's take on comfy clothes, <laughs> um, especially like after church or coming home from school, she walks in the door yes. and before I have time to like put anything down or like <laughs> take off my shoes, she comes running out of the bedroom already changed into like her pajama jammas. Like <laughs> pajama jammas. Pajama jammas. Like, <laughs> like full on jammy jams. Like pajama pants and like a raggedy shirt and... Yep. Yeah, like just as soon as she can, if she's in the house and not going anywhere, it doesn't matter if it's three o'clock, <laughs> like her clothes are coming off and she's getting in pajamas. Yes. Yes, that's very accurate. Yeah, which is yeah. not how Not I am. how he does it. Oh my goodness, when we first got married, he was so formal. He would, his like ideal outfit, whether he was at school or at work or at home, even lounging around, was like a button up shirt and dress pants or khakis. Yeah, which I still like, but I think I might... Yeah, he's he's casualed up a bit. Yeah, or casual down. Casual down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, like even today when Emily says, okay, let's get in our comfy clothes, I'm like, oh yeah, everyone getting comfy clothes. It's He gets like excited, like, yeah, let's be comfy. And then he puts on like... A normal shirt. Yeah, I've like a, still his stretchy khakis. <laughs> I I have very comfy khakis. Okay, yeah. I have like some really nice like tech material khakis. But usually lately it's been like a t-shirt and then shorts. But then I always not like feel... gym shorts. So like no, like nice shorts. Like nicer shorts. Like like my I have some North Face climbing shorts. I really like. Yeah, but I just feel like. I'm way underdressed every time I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let us know, where are you in that divide? Are you a more casual, jammy casual, jammy jam type person? Or is your casual more like... Do you prefer to stay dressed up? Yeah. Are you a little bit a little bit more formal like I am? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you, you know, are you like really bourgeoisie and walking around <laughs> in your, your tuxedo at home? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so let us know. Cool. Let's dive into our topic. 
Do you want to introduce the topic or do you want me to? Yeah, why don't you do it? Okay, so today's topic is all about adventure. And we're going to split this up into a few different categories. Um, the struggle, the fails, the mundane, and the tender mercies of traveling with family. Yeah. Um, specifically as parents traveling with kids. Yeah. So first, let's talk about the gospel why. Why do you... Andrew, why do you travel? Why do you adventure? Well, I think uh, adventuring for me is not just like doing the big things. It's not just like going to different countries or even going to big national parks like we love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just doing anything intentionally that breaks the routine. Yeah. I don't maybe, Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and I think it can be pretty loosely applied. Um but for me, I like to adventure. I love adventuring because I feel it makes me closer to God. And I think that's because in our mundane lives, it, it gets really easy to get caught up in the same stuff we're doing all the time. Even if those things are really cool and really beautiful and, re- and really, I don't know, like family or gospel-centered, um, it's easy to oversee or overlook the, uh, the hand of God in those things. But when you adventure, it's breaking that mold and getting you into a new situation uh, whether whether it's a new place or being with new people or just a new experience whatever it is it's breaking the mold Mm -hmm. and so you're seeing something with fresh eyes and it's easier for me to then recognize uh, God's hand in things and my relationship with God it's easier for me to remember that oh like I'm not just this one thing like I'm not just a like well a lot of the things that we are are really good things. Like I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a student, I'm a worker, all those things. Um, all of those things are good individually, but that's not all I am. Like I am also mm. a child of God yeah. who has divine potential and is a lot more than my current circumstances. Mm-hmm. And adventuring reminds me that my potential and my identity goes far beyond my current existing circumstances. Yeah. So for me, that's my gospel why. I recognize that everyone's a little bit different. So mm-hmm. what about you, hon? What's yours? Well, I like yours a lot. Um, mine, I think, stems more from gratitude. So I feel like I go on adventures to show Heavenly Father that I'm grateful for the world I've been given. And I'm also grateful for the time I've been given. So, I mean, we're going to talk a lot about this, but adventure doesn't always mean travel. It doesn't always mean getting on a plane and going somewhere foreign. I just realized um, I'm nodding my head very intently, but no yeah. one can see that. <laughs> I am nodding my head, people. Yes. So. Um, so, adventures look very different, but no matter what kind of adventure you have, adventure kind of implies, like you said, breaking the mundane. So, like, you're doing something out of the ordinary. Um, so, that just kind of, that whole thought is, to me, like, expressing gratitude for the time that we have that we're willing to, like, Go above and beyond and use it wisely. Mm-hmm. Use it in a fun way or use it in a way that we can learn something new. So, yeah. um, And kind of transitioning into our topic, I think a lot of us uh, who are younger, um, when we are single, we're naturally very adventurous. I think our generation is very much committed to experiences. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And we really want to get lots and lots of experiences um, that are different um, and maybe if in a negative sense, like that are very Instagram worthy and, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Yeah. Which uh, we'll talk about. Yeah. And then we, we get married and start having kids and we may have to make this transition from like, okay, like now I have to like modify my, my adventures. 
Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we're firm believers that having children does not have to mean giving up your adventurous lifestyle. Right. That is like the big, huge, if you don't get anything else from this episode, get that it is... Yeah. Yeah. It's like you becoming a parent, people, like if you're getting ready to become a parent, if you're currently like pregnant and waiting for your kid, or you just have kids, or you have, you've had kids for years, like you don't have to stop being adventurous or you don't have to, or you can always become more adventurous if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and having kids doesn't have to stop that. In right. fact, like if you really remain rooted in your situation, you can your adventures do change mm-hmm. but i think in a lot of ways they get better yeah um and it's super hard and we're going to talk about the hard things and the struggles but just know that it's so 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 worth it yeah before we go ahead and talk about all the crazy things that happen um the hard things and everything during adventures i just want to touch on how freaking amazing it is to travel with kids and to go on any type of adventure with kids Um, because as this episode is going, like, yeah, there's a lot of negative and crazy in it, but I, I just, we love kids so much. I just really want you to know that. Um, so adventure teaches kids about God. I think, um, just like I said in the beginning, it's, it's showing heavenly father that you're grateful for his creations and for the time that he's given you to be on this earth. Um, it's also really fun to watch them discover the world and to discover different, um, just different things about nature and, uh, the way things work. Um, it establishes a culture of learning and exploring and discovery. And then it's really cute when Hiram shows Ruth. So it's not like me just like teaching. It's like Hiram's like, baby girl, look at this thing. It's, oh, it's so cute. Um, and then it also, I think it instills confidence in kids. It teaches them that they can do hard things. And it also helps kids be less anxious in unknown situations and I think for me too that is definitely a big thing is like the more I adventure like the less anxious I am in situations and circumstances that I'm kind of uncomfortable in so I'm learning too that hey I can do hard things so let's talk about battling the mundane first yeah I think this is like the bane of most parents existence like just the Mm -hmm. by by the mundane we mean like you wake up to your kids screaming usually like our (laughs) this is our mundane okay so our kids usually wake up at like six o'clock yeah right it's around then Mm -hmm. they wake up and first thing Hiram says i want cereal i want cereal yeah i want cereal now and there's no please and there's no (laughs) there's a there's no sometimes there are cuddles sometimes there are morning cuddles (laughs) sometimes yeah um but usually it's like i want cereal right now and if you say you don't give it to him right now he starts screaming and it's just it's a nightmare Um, but then ruth gets up and she wants milk right that moment and then she needs her graham cracker goldfish cookie things um and then it's just one it's like a series of battles against messes that's my experience right now like emily and i are both full-time students and so we swap we swap Mm -hmm. who stays home on which depending on the day yeah like how our class loads are and so like when it's me maybe emily's experience is totally different it's like okay you get them up you feed them and then they get down and then by the time you finish cleaning up that mess from them eating something they've made another mess and so you go and clean up that mess and then it's just like this constant like okay so i need to 
I, I have things to do and they're they're hungry or they want snacks or they want something else and they mm-hmm. want to get into a different set of toys and then um, I realize okay the house is a total disaster so I need to clean up and then I feel like okay maybe we, we need to go out and do a few different errands and then all of a sudden it's seven o'clock and it's time for it's like <laughs> it's bedtime and then we put them down and then I'm so tired I just do homework and then go sleep. That's your day. That's my mundane. It's very detailed. Sorry. No, you're good. You're That's good. probably too much. No, it's good. Um, I think that my biggest struggle at home is that I just don't know what to do with them all the time. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think that I was given that, like, creative mom juice. Uh-huh. That a lot of moms, I feel like, are given. <laughs> yeah. And so, for me, it's like, okay, like, what can we do besides sit around and watch TV? And so, like, my brain is like, okay, so books. Well... They don't really sit still for books. So coloring lasts two minutes, yeah. and then they're done with that. So it's funny, because they, like they don't like to color with me. They like to read with me, and so they'll read a long time with me, but they won't They won't color with me. That's only a you thing that okay, they do. Yeah. That's interesting. But anyway, go on. Okay. So basically, this, this whole little spiel is that sometimes it's hard because things are boring, or they're, like, so... You're so, like, stuck in a routine mm-hmm. of just kind of, like, monotonous, like... Monotonous monotony. I don't monotony. even know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my advice for that is you call your normal things adventures. Mm-hmm. That means like going shopping, going to the grocery store, you call it an adventure and suddenly it's a positive thing mm-hmm. for you and for the kids. And, or you go check the mail or you just go for a little walk, um, calling those little things adventures. I just, it's, it's a perspective shift yeah, for and, everybody. And I think not just calling it adventures, but, but, uh, discussing with the kids saying, okay, this isn't, we're going on an adventure. We're going to do these fun things and let's, and then trying to make it special. So like yeah. when you're like, when you're at the grocery store, like you are with your kids at the grocery store, like you're mm-hmm. really present in that moment. Letting them help out, like put stuff on the little conveyor belt or counting how many blue cars you see on the way or... Yeah. Letting them, this, I like to do this in the car with Hiram. Um, he's like learning that green is go and red is stop. And so if there's no other cars around, I let him tell me when it's time to go. Mm-hmm. So like if it turns green and he hasn't said anything yet, I just, just stay wait. There. <laughs> I'm like, hey, well, what color is it now? Hurry up. Yeah. But yeah, just like little games like that. Yeah. And then also I think just like forcing yourself to get out and do things mm-hmm. like forcing yourself like to say, okay, I'm going to go to the park even though I don't want to, like I'm going yeah. to go meet up with some friends or I'm going to go to the library or, um, usually my, th- those are more like Emily's adventurous type things that she does. My adventurous things are usually like the kids and I will make a fort or mm-hmm. we play cars on the ground for hours or whatever yeah. it is. So like we're different in how we have adventures with the kids. Mm-hmm. But the the point is like if you have those intentional adventures, I just I feel so much happier when we do those things. Yeah. It's like you are using that time that you've been given to to grow closer together. Uh-huh. You're using it intentionally. And that always feels good when you're intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Although sometimes it backfires and then it's awful. Like that I'm not, is true. I, I, I don't want to like say these things and make it sound like it's it's always like hunky, like hunky dory. Yeah, no, like, that's that's true. Like sometimes it. So uh, I'm thinking of this one example. I th- I think this is a, okay to share. We can edit it out if it's not okay to share. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, um, I went with my brother-in-law, who's 
13 right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he's 13. So I took him and both of the kids. I think I had both of the kids, right? Mm-hmm. Both the kids today. I took them to uh, a sporting goods store. Oh, this story. Yeah, I took them. <laughs> I took, I'm like, oh, like, we're going to do something adventurous. Like, oh, my brother-in-law's here. Like, let's... I, I love going to, like, camping stores. Um, even though I don't have enough money to spend at mm-hmm. camping stores, I like yeah. just walking around and it's like my, uh, the equivalent of my, or my equivalent of what's that called? Window shopping. Is that yeah. Thing? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a thing. Um, <laughs> that's the thing. Okay. That's my equivalent of that. And so we're walking around like looking at carabiners and, and Hiram just keeps disappearing. Like we're walking through the aisles looking at stuff and then I turn yeah. around and Hiram is like taken off and he's like doing that thing where he hides in the racks. Mm-hmm. Like especially the circular racks, he'll get in there and like close the, sh- the clothes around, or like he'll put the clothes around like a curtain so you can't see him. And I thought kids only do that in movies, but they actually <laughs> no, they do, do that. that. <laughs> and I remember doing that as a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so we're walking around and he's doing that, and then we're fine. I finally tell him, "Okay, Hiram, like we have to leave now." And he said, "Okay, we'll leave." And then as we're walking out, he takes off and runs out the doors to like into the parking lot and so i asked my brother-in-law to run and grab him because i i couldn't run fast enough with, with ruth because i was carrying her car seat mm-hmm. and uh, he's running out there and hiram has just like picked up on i don't know what to call uh, it um i guess uh, i'll say this and then we'll explain names? <laughs> yeah so caleb or my brother-in-law goes to pick up hiram and right before he grabs him hiram yells <laughs> Penis, penis, and he starts screaming it over and over and over again. This is okay to say on the podcast. I'm sure but it's fine. It's, it's our fine. podcast. Uh, like no one's gonna fire us. <laughs> anyway, so he's like screaming it, and um, Caleb is just mortified because I guess like in Emily's so family, that's not like. Yeah, we didn't really talk like that. You like, use like anatomical like, names. names for, yeah. yeah. Whereas with us, like we use like the anatomical. Yeah terms for for our kids and that's mm-hmm. hopefully if you everybody's don't, choice is different that's yeah totally fine. if you Whatever. do if you don't do that hopefully you don't judge us too hard but yeah. that's what we do um but one of the negative effects of that is hiram screams bodily names free not infrequently in public and so yeah caleb was mortified i yeah, was he was really embarrassed yeah i was pretty embarrassed but i think i was less embarrassed than caleb but yeah. anyway so that's an example of how it can backfire yeah but hey adventures i mean it's like with anything it's a good story yeah or it's what is that saying yeah so that's my saying that's your saying i made it up okay then you tell it because obviously i butchered it (laughs) so every experience is either a good experience or a good story and that's so true yeah and so like even really sad things uh become if we allow them to and we you know we rely on christ those those experiences all become um they can all become good experiences that will better us. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if they're not good experiences that are bettering us, they make funny stories. Yep. So that's my, so that's my life. Mo- one of my life mottos, like everything in life is either a good experience or a good story. Yeah. And that's kind of like one of the mottos that we've lived by in our marriage too. Yeah. Okay. So that, I think that was really well put. Yeah. Should we move on to the struggles? Yeah, I think just wrap it up. Uh, life can be mundane, and we all know what our mundane looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like the everyday routine. Uh, but breaking out of that intentionally allows us to, um, can allow you to feel closer to Christ and be happier. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like when I'm happier, I feel closer to Christ, like regardless yeah. of what is, like as long as it's like a righteous thing making me happy, <laughs> right. um, that makes me feel closer to Christ. Yeah. So I, we would highly recommend 
trying to implement as many adventures as you can uh, into your life mm-hmm. to, um, to kind of break up the monotony of everyday life. Yeah. Good job, babe. Well Sweet. put. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about the struggles. Okay. I think the most obvious thing is... Money. All- yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, like all of the logistical things. Like you have to bring more and you have to like anticipate all of the needs of the kids. So like 10 million times more fruit snacks and <laughs> water. <laughs> um, no matter where we go, Hiram is always like, I need water. I need water now. So just like yeah. anticipating needs is really hard. Although I think we actually just listened to um, the Mamahood podcast. They had like an episode on traveling or is this a different podcast? Mm, I don't remember. I think maybe, it was. Maybe this one. I don't remember. It was either Mamahood or the, one of the other mom ones you watched. <laughs> okay. to. But they were talking about this and how like at the beginning of their motherhood they mm-hmm. were like they brought like a oh, whole caravan yeah, yeah, yeah. they brought like a whole caravan and stuff mm-hmm. um and then they slowly realized oh i don't, I don't need, need to bring everything. all 12 camels like i can just bring two <laughs> camels camel. and it's fine um You're hilarious. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> while there is a lot of stuff to bring like you slowly start to realize okay that's like i can i can deal with fewer yeah. of these things but or, i mean specifically like for travel like you have to bring a stroller and you have to bring like maybe a pack and play or like there's like, like some other things that you need to like think yeah. about. Um, another thing is just exactly what you said, money. Like the air, airplane. Uh, airfare. The airfare is really expensive no matter how tiny your bum is. So once they turn two, it's like, okay, time to pay a, like a full butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like and the, the sad thing is too it's like they don't even want to sit in the seat they want to sit on your lap yeah i mean we can go on and on about this i think you guys i mean you guys all get this if you're parents you know you know uh, exactly what we're talking yeah. about if you're not a parent like you you're gonna know exactly you're what gonna we're know talking exactly. About. basically stuff happens and it's more complicated <clears throat> and like logistically it's more difficult yes and not everyone is nice about it yep that's another thing yep so um not what, everybody loves it when you bring your kids with you yeah which so which is really yeah and it's really you you feel really um it's one of the ways i think you you feel put down as a parent and Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to like live in a bubble up in a like a cave somewhere like away from the rest of the the non-parenting world um because you i'll share the story one example of, of a situation that made us feel like that so we were on a bus in mexico Yep. Yep. We were in Mexico, uh, and we were going somewhere. I think it was some to, touristy thing. Some touristy thing. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a bus of tourists. It wasn't like a local bus. And our son was probably like what? I don't remember oh, how he old. was. Really little, like three months old. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't get any fancy ideas, guys. This was our parents who paid for this. This was not <laughs> us. <laughs> just, just so you realize. Um, yeah. So we're there, and we sit like almost in the back of the bus, and then at the very back was his family. And I like, be- it was an older family. Like the, they didn't have kids. They had they had like older teenagers. Like a teenager, yeah. yeah, so they had like three teenagers right. and uh, a mom, dad, and a grandma. I think, yeah. and they were just being so rude. And the funny thing is, they were Ukrainian, mm-hmm. and they were just like bad mouthing us. Which I mean, I don't understand Ukrainian very well. I mean, I could probably pick up a few words, but Andrew would understand it. Yeah, so, like, so we speak Russian, and it's so like you can sometimes get the gist of what's being said mm-hmm. in Ukrainian if you speak Russian. Not always, but sometimes. And this was, and I also like was in lots of areas with lots of Ukrainians, so I had lots of exposure to Ukrainian as well. Anyway, uh, so I understood what they were saying. 
at least I understood the fact that they were complaining that we had kids. Yeah. It was something along the lines of like, oh, kids, like, why are you bringing the kids here? Like, oh, it's so I remember annoying. like Hiram was like screaming or something. Yeah, but we had like just got on the bus or I don't know. Yeah. Um, just the whole like eye rolling and like the, I mean, I could tell they were annoyed. Yeah, and it makes you feel like, I'm making a really small, I'm like making a measurement gesture with my fingers to show you how tiny I felt. Yeah, so it's really tiny. You make you make you feel awful. Um, I proceeded then to speak really loudly in Russian, so, so that they would understand. Yeah, and then after that, they stopped that. talking because they they felt yeah. like they had like a secret language. Right, and then they didn't. But they did because <laughs> I understood yeah. them. Um, but yeah, so that happens, and it sucks. It's not fun. Yeah, when, it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah, and it, it makes you feel like okay, like, like you said, like I said earlier, it makes you want to go live up in a cave. But don't do that. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, what would you? What advice would you give to someone that? Is being treated that way? Oh, I, I think everyone has to kind of deal with it differently. I, I've heard of some people who will like bring like disposable earplugs or like bring candy to like people on buses. <laughs> yeah. I am not that genu- no. generous. Like everyone here was like, a baby at one time and you annoyed somebody you. else. Yeah. Yeah. And like being a parent's like the most important thing. And so we shouldn't just shut up parents or shut parents up in like. Uh, a closed room for the first until their kids ten aren't years. crazy anymore. <laughs> yeah, like that's not what. Yeah, that's not a fair thing for, to. It's like a fair requirement to put on people who are fulfilling like, the most important role. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I think maybe I shouldn't. I mean, I I think just being kind and and trying to be understanding. Mm-hmm. Because there was a time when before you had kids that you probably likely felt the same way, yeah, where you were like frustrated or yeah. or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like be understanding and try not to take it personal. Yeah, that's yeah. super hard. Yeah, um, but I don't I don't have any super great advice. I'm not really good about that. I just say stick it out and they can think what they want. Yeah, you do you. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say just just do it. I mean, you still have to be adventurous. You can't yeah. let other people's judgment you know, keep you from living your life. I would also mm-hmm. say try really hard to figure out what works for your kids to yeah. make them be quiet. Yeah. So like we generally don't let Hiram just watch movies for hours at a time. Yeah. But when and we're we, traveling like, we never let him use the iPad unless we're on a road trip. Yeah. Or unless we're on or a traveling or, yeah. or whatnot. And so whatever So that kinda helps him like, ooh, like this is something special. Yeah. So we just hand him to that and we're like, all right, like Go we're to not town. we're not worried about being good parents right now. Like <laughs> you were just watching that and we are gonna have an experience when we get there. But right now I just don't want you to talk. <laughs> so yeah, just find whatever that find That's out funny. what that is for your kids and like yeah. have like a routine, like a, a plan for that. Yeah, perfect. Okay. So I think we need to touch on one thing the whole influence of Instagram Mm. because I feel like we're living in a day and age where we want to share everything Mm -hmm. and it's almost like I mean I can definitely relate to this it's almost like is my adventure good enough is it picture worthy (laughs) can't like what great pictures can I get out of this yeah like and like not only do you design like what activities you do around like getting a good picture, right. like like when a significant portion of your activity is is dedicated to getting a good picture. Yeah, not not saying you do that, but like I, well, that is like I, a. It's definitely been present. Yeah, I think we've gone through we've like ebbed and flow. Like sometimes mm-hmm. I I felt like we were doing that, and honestly, with the podcast, sometimes I I feel that a little bit more because we really want to have good imagery for our um 
like for our post about the podcast. And so I find myself thinking about that more. Yeah. It's hard to find a balance in like being real and genuine and like also sharing pretty pictures or like catching good moments or catching good, I don't know. Pictures. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I feel like this topic is very vague. We could do a whole episode though. Yeah. I think one one thing I would like to say about this is, please, there, I feel like there's been a rise in the past, especially the past couple of years, of like mm-hmm. the the perfect adventure adventure insta mom, right? Yeah. Who's like she's like always <clears throat> wearing like the perfect makeup and she's always like doing these crazy adventures and even like her unfiltered pictures are like super posed and filtered and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you, she like always has like the super cute snacks for her kids and the, <laughs> and. This is kind of funny coming from a man. Yeah, well, well, because (laughs) from my perspective, like, I don't, like, I'm not on Instagram that much. Mm -hmm. uh, And so my perspective is mostly when Emily sees those things, and then I can tell when she feels like she's not good enough. Mm -hmm. I guess I can talk to you because you're right here. I can tell tell when you feel like you're not good enough or um, you, uh, you feel like, the treats you're providing for your kids aren't good enough or like they're not cute <laughs> enough or like what? your your Instagram stories don't have a, a attractive enough voice or what like you don't like your voice mm-hmm. when you do Insta stories or whatever yeah, it's it is. Like, it's like you see all these beautiful things on Instagram and you wonder like, well, like, why am I not like that? Or what, like, what can I do to be like that? Well, that's really not, like, I really don't want to think in... I don't know, 10 years from now when I look back and think like, wow, I spent way too much time worrying about that yeah. or caring about that. Like, I don't know. I just want to be present and real, yeah. you know? And and it's really hard because a lot of, um, I say this especially now that we've kind of transitioned into a different phase of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, for most people that use Instagram or social media, like social media is just that, like it's a, it's a platform to interact with people. Yeah. Uh, but for the people that you when you, when you think of like the insta moms or like the the i don't know, like, like the influencers the influencers yeah whatever it is yeah like what people have to realize is that that is frequently their job yeah. like the amount that like we're on we're on social media frequently now uh-huh. because we're promoting the podcast and we're promoting um heaven feels which is emily's art company mm-hmm. and it's so like we're doing this as a job uh, and so we put a lot of effort into a lot right. more effort into it. And so when you when you're trying to live a normal life and not use Instagram as part of your professional as your professional life, you just feel like you can't keep up yeah. with these people who are think, using this as a job. Yeah, I think another thing too is that like when you see that pretty picture, you suddenly think that, or at least I will, I will say I because this is a me thing. But I think that. Or I assume that that's their whole life is like this pretty filter or this pretty um, happy moment when really like that was probably like a half a second in a day of chaos. Yeah. So I think we just need to remember that being a viewer of the beauty of Instagram mm-hmm. and also being a producer of the beauty on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a good thing. To and I think from a guy's perspective, it's a little bit different. I don't think it's necessarily like the beauty of things. Mm-hmm. Um like I see a lot of my friends who uh, are have like moved on from my phase of life and are into like graduate graduate school or they're working or whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and they're talking about their experiences. And for me, as a as a guy, I, I see my friends and like their their cool experiences, and I think, man, like I'm not 
doing enough. Mm. Like specifically, I'm not like pro- progressing enough in my job or I'm not progressing enough in my education or whatnot. And so it's like that comparing of, of achievements. Okay. Um, like the, the, I don't know, like the prettiness of the filter doesn't really matter. It's like <laughs> the, the, the picture documenting an experience okay. or, doc- or like documenting like a, an achievement. Yeah. That's what it, that's, I don't know if other guys are like that or if, if that's, if you feel the same way, right. but I feel like that's the thing that, that that's like the unhealthy influence of Instagram and, and Facebook, like the once in three months <laughs> when I get on Facebook, um, that's like the negative influence in my life specifically. Yeah. I'm glad that we have this though, to get the man and woman perspective on yeah. it. So that's good. Um, last thing on this, unless okay. you have something else, no, go ahead. um, the um, the thing we really wanted to say about this is like you you have to do you man like or man and woman <laughs> man woman <laughs> you have to do you you have to live your Instagram not your Instagram adventure you have to live your adventure and if you want to document it along the way cool that's, that's awesome yeah and uh, it's not bad to like pretty pictures it's not bad no, to use yeah. editing I do it and I actually really love doing yeah. it yeah I think it's really fun it's really relaxing for me to edit yeah. pictures um and uh, just don't you, know, you can't let it get you down like you can't yeah. base any significant portion of your life off of social media like it yeah. just you need to have your adventure be totally your adventure mm-hmm. it can be inspired by other people's adventures but, but let it be yours let it be yours i like yeah. that a lot like take your make you make it your own yes yeah i feel like we need to high five but it'll be too loud okay we'll do it anyway mm. yes bam okay um just one more thing i think we want to hit on with the struggles I mean, obviously, there are so many struggles, but don't worry. It's worth it. Um, Another thing we kind of touched on, though, is the kids. They have a lot of needs, and so those can be hard to anticipate. And also, they throw a lot of tantrums. And that can be embarrassing if you let it, or I try not to let it be embarrassing. I just kind of go with it. But Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It happens. Yeah, and I I think help Um, if you make it a funny thing between you and your spouse, Yeah, it helps a lot. Because like right. if if they're freaking out and then you start freaking out, it makes it awful. It makes it just way bad. Yeah. And I think we talked about that in our episode with. Um, yeah, we'll link that up. It was with Katie Nelson. Yeah, Nelson? Katie Nelson. Yeah. Um, she talked about that a lot. But yeah. um, one thing Emily and I do, um, is like when the kids are like at their peak of awfulness, <laughs> like when they have reached like. <laughs> What's like thermonuclear nuclear level of awfulness? I already know what you're gonna say. Um, I, I, I usually look at Emily and I, I kind of like mutter under my breath, like, "Have kids?" They said. They said It'll be fun. They said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like kind of a little running joke. Yeah. But really, having kids is great, and I never want these kind of rag sessions to be rag sessions. Like. Yeah. I. I mean, I want you guys to know that we love kids, and we're so glad we yeah. have them. We're, but we're gonna be totally honest. Like, it, sometimes we, it's frustrating. Yeah. We're trying to be real. Yeah. So. Also, I like. I've tried to be humorous with with Hiram, especially as he has freak freakouts, and I find that as I'm humorous, like he reacts better. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we had a friend in Russia who would always like he would jokingly always say, "Like I'm gonna throw you out of a window." <laughs> yeah. And so I. <laughs> we just say that. In our yeah, house. and so <laughs> pretty I, regularly. I tell that to Hiram. Like I don't like not just in my head. Like I tell him, like Hiram, do you want me to throw you out of a window? And he <laughs> like, looks at me he's like. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and we don't, but... We don't, usually, yeah. but... Usually. Uh, yeah, so make, make it funny. Yeah. But it does... It is difficult. Also, 
Um, we've done a lot of traveling when I've been pregnant, and pregnancy symptoms do not take a vacation when you do. So that's, I mean, for us, I feel like that's been yeah, a really big There are struggle. a lot of toilets in San Francisco that can attest to this. Yes. <laughs> um, I distinctly remember we were with my family driving around San Francisco, which is like the worst place to drive when you're sick and pregnant because it's like all the, of those hills. And it's also turns, one of the worst like, places to drive. Period. Yeah, but then but, when you're pregnant, uh, yeah, I it. was. I distinctly remember having a gallon size Ziploc bag, puking my guts into it. <laughs> it smelled awesome. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a struggle. But yeah, I'm sure all of your siblings were like, "Man, I really like, oh, want to have kids. I really want to get pregnant now." <laughs> this sounds awesome. <laughs> Doesn't smell good. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, can we talk about the fails? Yeah. We have three that we want to mention. Yeah, so these are examples of us trying really hard to have adventurous experiences with our kids. Because yeah. we feel like we um, we try and be real on our social media um, platforms. And we try, but we, st- we feel like we also, we how do I say this? We feel like we have a lot of really cool experiences. And sometimes the pictures make it seem like it's all beautiful and hunky-dory and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But we want to... Share some experience. Share some. Share some experiences. <laughs> share some experiences about how we uh, mess up. Hey. Hey. <laughs> You're so cute. Thank you. Okay. So first one. So first one. Um, I don't remember where Hiram was at this point. I think I, we had family in town and they yeah. took Hiram for the night. And so the next morning we woke up and we still had Ruth. So we were like, let's go trail running. So we trail run um, usually. I mean, that we regularly trail run. Yeah. So we were like, let's go trail running and we'll strap Ruth to the to the to our back or to our tummy and it'll be great. Yeah, so we, we go to this place and we, oh I know this really great trail that it's it's pretty level, like there's only a couple hundred feet of elevation change over mm-hmm. several miles, and so it's not too bad. Um and we yeah. <laughs> I like strapped her first on the front, because it was a front pack, uh-huh. is what it was. And so yeah. I strapped her on front and she She hated, hated it. it. Oh my gosh, she screamed and did that arch back thing oh yeah and just hated it she so then we traded miserable. it we switched it to the back yeah, i put it, i put her on my back and that was better but the only way he could do it is if i like he had to reach beha- back behind him with both arms and hold her yeah. tight so she wouldn't like yeah i'd like flop around like prop up her little butt and then like <laughs> run with her on my back and it was awful it was not enjoyable it was not fun we only went <laughs> we i think went, we only I went, think like we went a mile and then we went a mile back yeah yeah and she it was not did not want experience. any of it. And we're like, okay, well. Never doing that again. Well, the worst part is she was totally fine, I think, for the first three quarters of a mile. I think she was like a little yeah. fussy. Yeah. But she was like. But it was like, well, you go three quarters of a mile, you still have to turn around and go back three quarters of a mile. Yeah. And so, so she she lost it at yeah. a mile. And so, okay, well, now we, well, really, we, we have to turn have to back. back. Yeah, yeah. And so we had like a mile to go back and it was just, it was miserable. Yeah. Anyways, um, do you want to talk about our Pearl Harbor experience? Oh, man. This one... This is, like, really dear to Andrew's heart, and I, I, I still feel I so sad about this. deeply, deeply love history. Yeah. Um, American I, history. All history, he, but especially, like, yeah. American history. And he loves it. Particularly, I, in particular, I've had a really deep fascination with World War II, as I, I know a lot of guys do uh, from a really young age. Like, I don't remember a time not knowing about... Pearl Harbor and not knowing who the three Axis powers were and who their leaders were. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. I don't remember time not knowing that. I yeah. Don't, it's not I don't Emily's know a thing. lot of history stuff. So. And, not, and it's not Emily's family's thing either. Like, none of them are really 
into well, history. My mom likes history a lot. Yeah. 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 I guess that's true. Yeah. I, I was thinking of your siblings. Yeah. But, um... Um, we don't really love museums. Or yeah, like, like their museum path, at least like the siblings, like they're, the way they do museums, like they just walk through. Like, and like I do too, because I don't love museums. Yeah, like, oh, look, that's a pretty picture. And, oh, there's some words there, but I don't want to read them, so I'll just keep walking. Yeah. Which is totally fine if you're like I'm that. I'm so like that. So, yeah. sorry. <laughs> so we are in Pearl Harbor, right? Yep. We're at Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And we've waited in line for to like... get in and it's... Yeah. This is so sad. I yeah. feel so sad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We like waited in the rain for like an hour, yeah, it was hour and a half. Um, and we finally get in and we're walking around. And Hiram's like five months old. And then I, I, I'm i like holding him, like holding him on my chest. And so I like have his little, his little bum in my hands. Mm-hmm. And he like kind of looks up at me and then smiles. And <laughs> then I just feel this. In his, in his stomach and then all of a sudden it felt like explosion like like a machine gun on my hand like this stuff disgusting that i know sound that you just made. i know i hope it came through well that was gross. Um, and i was like oh no <laughs> and so i'm okay I'm, I'm looking for a bathroom and i find a bathroom and i go in and he has had a crazy blowout like it's like up his back it is like in the base of his hair like i don't know it was disgusting and we for some reason had forgotten to pack (laughs) an extra outfit and so i'm in the bathroom i try like trying to wipe it up and trying to save the clothes yeah and i was like ain't gonna happen so I, i had the clothes kind of like wrapped in like a i don't remember what i had wrapped it in Probably like a garbage bag. No, no, it wasn't a garbage bag because uh, I remember like I had to put them in a, uh, oh, what was it? I like put them like, I wrapped them in wipes and put them like in a spot in the, in the diaper bag because I didn't have any bags to put the clothes in. And so I walked to the gift shop. I'm like, hey, can I like, oh, that's right. Can I have a, a, a plastic bag no, for this and like, pay for it no they didn't have any oh they didn't have any they, like didn't have any plastic oh, bags okay. and i was like are you serious you don't have any plastic bags like yeah sorry we don't have any here they're like we don't do plastic bags the ocean duh yeah and i was like <laughs> oh my gosh and so i i just checked it. i threw it away I'm like it's not worth it i'll just buy him a new outfit yeah. so i checked it and then i'm walking around with Hiram, and it's kind of cold it's chilly and it's it, was, it was december or january so, when we were there yeah, and he's just in a diaper and i'm like walking around him with him in his diaper and then i find emily's family and they're <laughs> we've already looked at almost everything they like almost looked at every at everything and i haven't looked at anything and i like walk into like the one exhibit i really wanted to go into it was like a, a detailed description of, like mm-hmm. the day's events and like like andrew is the type of guy though that in a museum he will read every single word that is printed yeah i i love it yeah i think it's so fascinating so I'm sitting there reading, and then Emily comes in. And is like, okay, we're, we're going. Like, we we're don't want to. And I'm like, I just, I just got here. And yeah, I, I feel so bad. I was so devastated. Yeah. It was, so that was that was a fail. Yeah, so that was that was a funny fail. I think. Yeah, was, I don't think it's funny yet. It's, it hasn't been long enough. <laughs> it was like two years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. But I think I just told Emily about it actually. Yeah. But um, okay. This one is an example of how a fail can happen, but it can still be a successful adventure. Mm -hmm. So last fall, we were living in Virginia, and we went to the George H. Bush, what do they call that, lying in state? Yeah, he was lying in state in the rotundum in the Capitol building. So we stood in line for a really, really long time, and it was freezing, and we 
ran out of snacks. Yeah, we were, and we didn't bring the stroller because we didn't anticipate waiting in line for so long. Yeah, we. I had asked somebody when to go. Like, oh yeah, like it's totally fine. You just go in, and it, like I waited in line for like fifteen minutes. If you go during the middle of the day, no one's there. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so we show. Everyone up. Everyone else had the same idea. Yeah, we show up. We waited in line for three hours with yeah. a two-month-old mm-hmm. and two and a half year a two old. and a half year old. Yeah. And, and it's like you're supposed to be like respectful and like 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 reverent in line still. Yeah. And Hiram is like running all over the place, like in and out of line, like running circles around people. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a fun wait. Yeah. And we were starving. Yeah, because we had like I, I think we both had to do something early in the morning, so we didn't have we breakfast. Didn't really eat and then anything, we, and then we went during the middle of the day, and we didn't have lunch, and then. We didn't end up eating until like a seven at night. Yeah. But it was just like not a fun experience. But in the end, like we did get to go through and we, Hiram was really reverent in, in the rotunda. In the rotunda. And Ruth was really good. And we just like, we got to go in there and really experience it. And it was a really good experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a really cool experience and, um, definitely like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. So, um, it was really cool. Also, after that, that long, awful waiting period where we had skipped meals to go to this thing mm-hmm. ended in a glorious Chick-fil-A breaking dinner. of a fast by <laughs> eating Chick-fil-A. And it was the, it most, was the most satisfying, satisfying meal I've ever had. Yeah, we like gauge our level of satisfaction of meals According off of to that. that thing. No, yeah. really, this is a real thing. Yeah, like we, we frequently say, oh, like that was almost that was- as satisfying as the Chick-fil-A after the... After, After that time. We just say, like, that one time, that Chick-fil-A time. Yeah. <laughs> we know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is yeah. worth it. Like, there are times where it's going to be awful, and the kids are going to kick and scream. and. Um, mm-hmm. But I just say, like, push through it, because you probably, if you're like me, you may not be like me, but if you're like me, you will never regret sticking it out, but you will regret going home. Yeah. Because then you never know what could have been. Yeah. So the last thing we want to touch on is tender mercies. Um, even though traveling and having adventures with kids can be super challenging, I think Heavenly Father's really watching over us and giving us moments of success and moments of tender mercies. Um, he's answering our prayers and sending us help through other people. Yeah. And while there are a lot of people that suck in the world, there are also there are a, lot a lot of, of good people, people who are really good. Yeah. And we've had our fair share of both experiences where there yeah. are people who are jerks and there are people who are really nice. Mm-hmm. So we talked about jerks a little bit earlier. We'll talk about... Let's just like talk about, praise the people that are really, yeah. really good. And our first story comes out to our our homeboys and home sisters in England. We were... Um, our England experience was like... The best. They're so nice. There were so many nice people there. So our church has uh, these special buildings called temples, mm-hmm. uh, where we go, um, and it's just a, a special place for us to worship our Heavenly Father, and we make special promises to our Heavenly Father there. Um, but there's one of these temples is in a town outside just outside of London. Yeah, just outside of London. And so we took a train there, <clears throat> but the train got in later than we were expecting. Uh, and we got there expecting there to be... Our hotel was right next to it. Yeah, right next to the temple, but not... Right, but not next to the train stop. And we right. didn't really... 
for like, we thought there was going to be a we thought it was going to be closer and we thought there was going to be like, taxis, taxis or something, or something but there. we get there and it's like an empty train stop like there are no taxis there's like no lights like yeah. street lights and, and there's the a phone booth, booth but the phone booth is locked like yeah. i don't know why they locked the telephone and booth. the like the train station was closed so like there was nobody to talk to yeah so we were just kind of like stranded there for a second yeah and so i i walked up to this couple this older couple and i said like excuse me do you have a number for a taxi service that we can call because we didn't have a, I guess, and we also wanted to borrow their phones because we didn't we have, have reception like, or service yeah. or SIM cards or whatever for, for England. Um, and we asked them if they could, uh, if they would help us out and call us a taxi. And they said, Oh, actually like where are you, where are you trying to go? And we told them and they said, Oh, we know that place. Like lots of good people over there. And so they, um, said walk over to our house with us and we'll give you a ride and so we walked yeah. to their house with them and they were so nice they're like this and nice then he little drove old couple. us to our hotel and it was like he was so nice yeah it was like the complete opposite of the vernons from uh, <laughs> from harry potter yeah from harry potter yeah like the complete opposite like they were just like the most nice people yeah. i've ever met yeah. uh and and then okay so and then we go to church like a church service and after the service um this is like a different day like the next day in england um but after the service someone comes up to us and shakes our hand and i don't even remember the circumstance do you remember what was going Um, on so we um had a we had met another um couple who was going to our church with us um and they were the ones who introduced us when we went to church okay and uh we after we introduced ourselves and we were participating in sunday school apparently somebody went up to the couple that was going to give us a ride to the train station from church mm-hmm. and different couple different couple yeah. yeah so and they gave that couple who was giving us a ride 50 pounds which is what like 70 bucks something like 75 dollars something like that it was around that that I don't remember the exact exchange rate at that is. time. <laughs> don't judge us. Emily just didn't like handle any of the know. money things when we were yeah. traveling, um, uh, but that like helped us out. Like helped us like give, gave us enough money to get back to the train station and then from train station to the airport. Yeah, and it helped us out a ton. I don't know if we would have been able to actually make stuff happen. Yeah, I mean we might have been able to, but it would have been a lot less comfortable. Yeah, we would have been a lot more hungry for the next couple of days, right. but we were able to kind of stretch it out. Um, yeah, it was just so Which kind. was awesome, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think you already mentioned that. Yeah. Okay. So then um, my experience, this was, I was flying for one of the first times by myself with Hiram. And I was going to Phoenix and Hiram was throwing a huge tantrum on the plane. And nothing I did was helping. And I was just like totally overwhelmed. And the guy sitting next to me, he was probably in his like 60s or so, but he... Um, he like waved down one of the I almost said waitress <laughs> one of the stewardesses and was like I I need to buy this kid one of those snack packs so he bought us one of those really expensive snack packs and by things. expensive you mean like seven dollars yeah like I would never spend that much on a bag of Cheetos and a pack of fruit snacks yeah but like he like bought us this snack pack and I was just like so so grateful mm-hmm. and it calmed Hiram down and he was calm for the rest of the flight and it was. I just felt like Heavenly Father is watching over us. Yeah. So if, if you're on a on a plane and you see that happening and you do that, like you do that for another person's kid, mm-hmm. like that is going to make that mom feel so oh good. Yeah. I, I just think dad, like but, anytime yeah. you see a mom struggling, like give them at least a smile. 
mm-hmm. if not help him out. Yeah. Like, because I, I really need that in those moments, even just a smile or yeah. like a, another mom being, giving me the nod, like, Hey, I know what you're going through, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because when you get in those situations, you, you automatically think, Oh, everyone hates me. Everyone, everyone hates wishes me. I wasn't everyone, here. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm a terrible mom. Like the, yep. the whole like public parenting sh- yep. shaming. Um, and yep. I say mom, but that, for, for fathers as well, like you just think you're terrible and you think everyone's judging you. Um, and suddenly your baby is like 15 million times louder than he actually is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so if you see that happening, if you see another parent out there struggling, help a sister out, help <laughs> a brother and a sister out <laughs> and, um, and let them know, like follow your heart, listen to the spirit, uh, and let them feel like they're part of a community. Yeah. And support it. Excellent. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Valley Forge? Yeah. Real quick. Okay, I think this will really be quick. our last thing. Yeah. Um, one, Tender mercy. Babe. Yeah, a tender mercy. Yeah, a tender mercy so was was like we were traveling back from somewhere and we were happening to we happened to be driving by Valley Forge again, one of my favorite places on earth because it's a, mm-hmm. a part of American history, um, and the kids were just awful. Not they were on. It. We tried to go yeah, into the so uh, we tried to just... go into like the visitor center and like read different things, but they were just. And it was cold. Yeah. And they were tired, and they were just awful. And but then we found out that they had a like a self-guided cell phone tour at Valley Forge. At Valley Forge, so and you, you just, could like, see everything and know everything, like hear everything, as if you were reading everything. Yeah, and you just you call in, and like as you reach each like uh, place, like drive point. Yeah, each yeah. driving point, and you, they have a map. They said the map says, okay, I like, call this point. And so we were able to call, and then we were able to stop at the few places we knew that Hiram would want to get out and see. Mm-hmm. But it was it was like a, a, such a blessing to be able to have them in the car and let them watch their yeah. thing while I was able to, we were able to drive yeah. around and like get our history fix and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that, I think the, the th- last advice i want to give for these kind of things is mm-hmm. you know listen to my girl ellen and just keep swimming <laughs> just keep swimming yeah just keep swimming, yeah, just keep swimming. If, if, what do we do we swim <laughs> <laughs> so just keep doing just keep going and yeah. it's going to be worth it like if uh, don't give up as soon as the kids make it difficult uh, yeah. or as soon as circumstances make it seem like it's not going to work out like just keep doing it and it's going to be worth it so worth it yeah. Um, Andrew found a really amazing quote that I would love. I would love it. If, yes. I would love it if you would read this quote, babe. Okay. Let me pull it and up. And then we can be done. All right. Um, and so this is from a man who I really love. His name is M. Russell Ballard. Um, he said, as we try, he's talking about striving to um, do the Lord's work. And I think, in th- I, I know that developing a culture of adventure and trying to make memories and and experience things, especially with your kids and help your kids experience new things. Mm -hmm. Um, And raising kids in general is part of the Lord's work. Yeah. So in that context, he said, weaknesses become strengths, challenges become opportunities, trials become triumphs, and adversity becomes an adventure in the service of the Lord, another fruit of gospel living. I love it. Mic yeah. drop. Bam. Yep. So, well said. again, adversity becomes an adventure. And so as you as you uh, try hard to just keep pushing, keep swimming, it gets better. 
And Indeed. the Lord will make an adventure for you. Yep, He does. Okay. Awesome. Well, I think there are plenty of takeaways that we've kind of we've kind of already said. So I feel like we can just wrap this up. Yeah. Well, okay. thank you guys for bearing with us. Hopefully, something we've said has been beneficial Hopefully. to you. <laughs> we really want to hear from you guys. Um, we do most actually all of our interactions from the podcast through Instagram. So um, we'd love to hear from you. We're at Outpost of Heaven, or you can reach us through email, outpostofheaven at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you what you think of the podcast and what kind of things you would want us to talk about or who would you like us to have on. Um, and let us know what you find useful that we're saying because yeah. we see we can see how many people are wa- are listening and where they're actually we can see like the we cities see the cities of, yeah cities where you're listening from but we can't see how much you're enjoying it so we can see how much you like the title but we can't see how much you like the content so let us know so we can continue to provide the content that you guys want and find actually helpful and relevant in your lives yeah and i don't know how rating and reviews works on anything other than apple Podcasts because that's what i use um but if you're on apple Podcasts, go ahead and scroll down to our um where it says rate and review those little stars um go ahead and give us a rating and review the podcast because that also will tell us a lot about um who's listening and what you how you like guys and are liking it yeah yep and tell your yeah. friends tell your friends word of mouth is like the best way to do it yep okay we really love you guys it. thank you so much bye keep the faith <laughs>